Hello, hello, and welcome. You are listening to Moving Into Light. I'm Lisa Renee, your podcast host for today, and I am so grateful to have you joining me on this journey. And what a journey it is. This is episode 62 of Moving Into Light, and today we're going to be jumping into some inner child activities and some inner child work. And if you don't know what that means, then get a cup of hot tea, sit down and relax, and open your ears, and let's talk. If you are new to this podcast, Moving Into Light is my space to share the tips and the tools, the things that I do to move my life into light and away from darkness. The things I do to keep my vibrational frequency high and the things that I try to stay away from so I don't go down the dark roads. And you know what I mean. If you know, you know. Um, so welcome. Thank you for being here. And if you are a returning listener and you've been on this podcast before, thank you so much for coming back again and again. It means a lot to me. I always feel like I'm recording this for certain certain ears. Um, if you are logging on to listen to this podcast today, then I am of the strong belief that this is exactly what you need to hear in this moment. Because we stumble upon those things that we most need when we need it, especially when we are in alignment and moving with spirit. And so welcome and thank you for listening and honoring yourself and joining me on the journey today. So for the past few weeks, I have been off of social media. I have been really tuning into my screen time. I've been staying off of Instagram and Facebook. I've been checking text messages and my email, but otherwise... I have pretty much been steering clear, kind of of the world. I'm kind of sheltering in place, which is a term that um, until the last year or so we never heard, but I'm sheltering in place literally right now. Um, I was guided to withdraw and to really go inward for the month of February. If you've been around for a while, you know that I do my best to listen to those spirit nudges. And when I was getting the message at the very end of January to go inward, And to quit paying so much attention to the outer world, I didn't like that nudge. I didn't want to listen to it. And I would imagine that you have probably had some similar nudges along the way. Things that you felt like, hmm, I should really do that. Or I should really give that some attention. And if it's something you want to do, that's great. It's easy. You're all in. But if it's something that you're hesitant about or you're a little resistant to, can be a little more difficult. So when Spirit nudged me at the end of January to kind of shut my social media down and do less work and really go inward, I thought, well, I was resistant. I could feel the resistance in my body. I love watching Instagram stories, especially for the people that, you know, really uplift me and they brighten my day. And and it's a creativity inducing kind of activity for me sometimes. I see great recipes. I see great toddler activities, things that I want to do. So the idea of kind of shutting that down didn't feel so good. Um, So I really sat with it for a while. I meditated with that a little bit. And I agreed that as of February 1st, I would just shut it down for a little bit. And I'm recording this on February 10th. You'll be listening to this on the 12th. It'll go live on Friday the 12th. And I am here to tell you that the past 10 days have been so amazing. I have had what feels like endless amounts of time. 
And what I didn't realize was how much time I was losing to kind of mindless activities. Scrolling through a social media feed is really a mindless activity. And I have gotten two books read that have been on my list of books to read. And I've had time in meditation. I've had more regular workout time. Um, Just things that I knew I needed for myself. That had kind of fallen further down the list than I would have liked. But it was a simple matter of readjusting social media time to kind of really bring that to my attention. So I'm grateful for the spirit nudge. And I'm grateful for the time right now. I am really doing some inner work. And I'm doing a lot of inner work with my inner child. And I don't know how much you have studied any inner child work. But to me, it's always been kind of noise in the background. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. But I never really took time to to give it its due attention or its due diligence. And I have spent the last week or so really diving into the idea of an inner child. And there are some great books about inner child work from Louise Hay. And um, there is a chapter in the book I recently finished called The Power is Within You about your inner child. And basically, I was asked to remember a time where my inner child felt hurt. And I thought, well, you know, we don't remember so often when we are five, six, seven, even younger, three or four. We don't always have those clear memories. But as soon as I read that, remember a time where your child, inner child, or you as a child felt hurt or disregarded. And immediately, a very, very vivid memory came to my mind. I remembered the wallpaper of my bedroom. I remember the color of my lamp. I remember the tiny wooden chair that I put in my closet with that little lamp. And um, I did. I picked my chair. I had a little wooden table and chairs. And I put the chair in the closet. And then I put the second chair in the closet with my lamp on it. And I was about eight years old at the time. And I um, vividly remember taking a few books and some dolls and a blanket. And I don't remember what else, but I remember having the blanket and the dolls and those two chairs and my lamp. And I went in and I closed my closet door and I sat in my closet And this was the memory that my inner child wanted me to remember. In that moment, my parents had been arguing. My grandparents had been visiting. And somehow that visit created unease in my home. And my parents were arguing about that. And I just wanted someone to pay attention to me. And I wanted them to stop arguing. And I wanted my grandparents to pay attention to me and I I needed I needed attention. I can remember feeling so unloved in that moment, just totally unloved, disregarded, and I literally put myself in the closet and closed the door. And it was very symbolic of how I felt. I felt very trapped in my physical world. 
and I felt very alone. And so what did I do? I trapped myself in the dark. (laughs) My inner child sat in that closet crying out for someone to find me and love me and rescue me and basically make me feel better. And that was a strong, very vivid memory for me. And I share this with you, not for, you know, you to feel sorry for me in that moment or anything, but for you to understand how vividly our inner child, that child within us, remembers certain situations. Those situations that we experience when we are quite young imprint us. They shape us, they form us, and then we grow into adults. We don't remember the exact events, but our souls along the journey of life do fully remember and acclimate to the energy of those events from our childhood. And so by doing inner child work, by going back to kind of the source of how we've been formed, we can look at that and really gain a lot of clarity about why we do what we do as adults. And I think it's just such a valuable experience to go through to to find a picture of yourself as a child and look at that child, look at yourself in that photo, look in your, your eyes and see what a creature of joy, what a creature of bliss, what a creature of pain maybe or sadness you really were as a young child, as a young human being. Because those experiences, those things that you went through as a child, they took hold. They were seeds that were planted when you were quite young. And then those seeds grow into the human adult you. So when we want to know why we do what we do, we have to go back to the beginning, back to the seeds that were planted. Maybe some of you are wondering, what happened to that little girl sitting in the closet feeling unloved? (laughs) Well, two things happened. One, I remember vividly my mom opening that door and pulling my arm and pulling me out of the closet saying, what are you doing? Get out of the closet right now. And I remember thinking, my mom is mad. She's exasperated. But she's not loving me and she's not compassionate with what I'm feeling right now. And I was little. I was was so young and I just felt so alone. And still to this day, I remember that. And what did I do when I felt alone? I made myself more alone in the hopes that someone would reach out and give me, you know, tenderness, compassion. And it backfired. Um, And I I remember the tone of my mother's voice, all of that. And it wasn't the reaction I wanted or needed in that moment. And my, I don't, there's no, you know, angst with that. My mother had her own issues, her own things that were on going on in her life at that time, her own struggles and trials. So I don't hold any of that against her. You know, I look at the situation with love and with compassion. As an adult, she lived her life. And then she was living with the seeds that were planted in her as a young child. And so we all do this. We all grow into the adults from the child seeds that get planted when we're quite young. So what do I do when I feel sad or alone right now as an adult? I crave alone to process and to figure it out and to think it through. Do I want someone to come and rescue me and be compassionate? 
maybe sometimes, but I realize now that that's kind of a pattern. Um, when I'm feeling alone or I'm feeling not quite calibrated, I want to be alone physically. And um, it's just interesting. It's one of those things that I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still processing. I'm looking at the situation and, and really embracing that small child who was sitting in that closet. Um, I would invite you to, when you have some time, to just take some silent moments and think back to childhood and ask yourself, what were those moments that shaped me? What were the events from my childhood that really played a role in creating who I am today? I guarantee if you can sit with those questions just a little while, some events are going to come forward that are going to shock or surprise you. You're going to be transported back into time and some things are going to become vividly, you know, come to the forefront vividly. You're going to have some very strong memories, things you can look at and go back to and think, wow, I hadn't thought of that in years, years. And those are the memories that we need to unpack. We need to sit with, we need to, to deeply, deeply look into them and see how do those memories how are they showing up right now in my adult life? Because I guarantee they are. Unless you have done a ton of inner child work, forgiving your inner child, giving your inner child compassion and love, helping your inner child to feel joy and bliss, I guarantee you have moments from childhood that have impacted you that are still impacting you. It's so, it's fascinating to me. It truly is. And, um, one of the things that I would encourage you to do, and I tried this the other day, is when that, that vivid memory comes forward, you ask, what shaped me? What happened to me then to shape me now? And something triggers your memory. I invite you to grab a sheet of paper and a pen or a crayon or a marker or something and draw that scene with your non-dominant hand. When we write with our non-dominant hand, the hand that you don't normally write with, we become very childlike. See what happens. Try it. I encourage you to explore this a little bit. Um, draw the scene that you're picturing in your head and do it with compassion and do it with love in your heart and see what happens when you start writing with that non-dominant hand. You know, um, there are times where we all have an important adult figure, their voice come through as we are adults listening to our self-talk. Those things that we say to ourselves over and over again, if we really tune into that, we will find that that voice is often a, a voice of an adult from our childhood. I guarantee that if you constantly hear in your head, I'm not good enough. You are not good enough. If you are talking to yourself, you are just not good enough. You may well have heard that from an adult in your life when you were young. In some, some fashion. Maybe not those exact words. What? You didn't make the football team? I can't believe you didn't make the team. Everybody makes the team. You're probably the only kid in your class who didn't make it this year. Translation, you're not good enough. What? You got a C on your math test? Didn't you study? Is that, is that the best you can do? Translation, you're not good enough. 
And I guarantee you that if you hear some of those things, you're hearing them in the voice of an adult from your childhood. That's something that you are being gifted with now as an adult to heal. To look at that and really begin to rewrite those tapes, those things that play in your head again and again. So when we do the inner child work, we look at a picture of ourselves. We may um, have a photograph of of ourselves at a very young age, and we can stare into the face of that innocent, light-filled child and see a very different version of us as adults, as what we look at and see in the mirror now. I would really encourage you to to take a small dive, dip, dip your toe in this just a little bit and see how it makes you feel. Um, I have been doing a lot of this work lately and it's, it's amazing what is coming forward. It's not scary. It's not sad. It feels f- incredibly freeing to, to put things into perspective. And one of the other things that Louise Hay mentions in this book when doing this inner child work was to refer to your parents by their, uh, their first name. Instead of mom or dad, it's Jane or John. Use their given first name. Why? Because it really changes the relationship in your head. When you're calling someone mom or mommy or mother or mommy or whatever, that's a very specific relationship dynamic and when we change it to calling her Jane you're seeing her as a separate person from yourself it changes the entire dynamic so when you are struggling to rewrite those tapes that you hear in your head and maybe it is your mother's voice instead of thinking my mom always said Jane always said and see if that affects you it, it does for me. When I am trying to process with my parents, I have been referring to them in my head by their first names. And it changes so much. I see them, I see my parents as the small children they once were and what they went through and what seeds were planted that shaped them into the adults that they became. <laughs> Being human is just a messy process sometimes, you know? Living on the planet Earth And going through our experiences can be really, really uh, difficult and beautiful and exciting. And sometimes it's a struggle. But we are here on the planet walking through life for very specific purposes. I believe, as is written in the Akashic Records, we all have specific things to accomplish. We have experiences that we are designed to have. And some of those experiences just are so exuberant. We are full of life. We're over the moon, excited, blissed out. We feel like life doesn't get any better. And then some experiences that we are destined to have are painful. And we go through those five stages of grief. And sometimes we come back to those five stages of grief because we can't shake the, the loss or the pain of a situation. But know that that is what you are here to do. And you're to get to the other side of it. That's why you're here. You know, that's the work that I do with so many clients is giving them a different perspective, giving my clients tools to help them do their healing work. And it's such valuable work. So what can you do? Find a photograph of yourself as a child. Talk to that child. Use your first name. 
and talk to that child. Have a conversation. Ask your child, what really shaped you as a little kid? What experience did I go through that brought me to this point? Those experiences are there. They're embedded deep down. I want you to look at them. Um, Figure out whose voice is in your head. Whose voice is doing that self-talk? And then address it. Acknowledge it. And then remember, you can choose to draw some scenes with your non-dominant hand. And you can use to address your parents in your self-talk here or in your inner child work time with their first name. Those are all some little tools, some tips that, that I've been using lately for myself and for clients to really raise the vibration of the work I'm doing right now. And to raise the vibration of myself, my life, my existence on the planet. I think we're all here to raise our frequency. And that looks different for everyone. But all of us are trying to get closer to God energy, to source energy. I don't care what you are going through. You are trying to get through it in the highest light possible. We all are. And when we realize that, we can give ourselves so much grace. We really can. And so today, I am inviting you to just offer yourself grace. I want you to know that the adult that you are today is because of the seeds that were planted in you as a child. And if there are things you want to change in the adult you, then go back And find the seeds that were planted in the child you so that you have a greater understanding of why you do what you do. That is inner child work. I know that if you have been listening to this podcast, one, I thank you for honoring the space, for honoring yourself and for showing up. And two, I thank you for diving in and giving this work a try. You are here because you are called to be here. You are listening to this because this is probably what you need in this exact moment. So I encourage you to do some inner child work. Just Google the term and you will be surprised at what comes up. There's a lot out there. And it can serve you well and it can really help you in your healing. So I wanted to share that with you because that's kind of where I am right now. And again, this podcast is the place for me to share what works for me so that maybe it will work for you too. All right, my beautiful listeners, thank you so much for logging on and for listening to Moving Into Light this week. I hope you have a beautiful, fantastic Valentine's Day weekend. If you are alone or if you are in a partnership, love yourself always first. You can't love anyone else until you love yourself first. Have a beautiful week and I will talk to you next Friday.